The Buffalo History Museum podcast is made possible by the National Endowment for the Humanities. The podcast is just one in a series of new digital offerings coming soon from the museum. To find out more, check out our social media channels or visit our website at www.buffalohistory.org. Twenty twenty, I think we can all agree, has not been great. And amidst all the hardship we've been through due to the pandemic, the economy, the election, and the many social justice issues that have arisen, one positive that may have gotten lost to many of us is that twenty twenty marks the one hundredth anniversary of the ratification of the Nineteenth Amendment. First passed in June of 1919, the amendment went 14 months before being ratified by three-fourths of the states. That happened when, on August 18, 1920, Tennessee became the 36th and final state to ratify it, which it did by only one vote. And thus, women's suffrage became the law of the land. In September 2019, the Buffalo History Museum unveiled Emblem of Equality, an exhibit which told the local story of women's suffrage and the many women who, for decades, worked to achieve equality at the polls. The many women shown throughout the exhibit were not all wealthy, nor were they all poor, nor all high society or all working class. They were a cross-section of society all working together for a common goal a goal to which many others, including many other women, objected. Today's story involves an early advocate for women's suffrage, Niagara County's own Belva Lockwood. It's not a name known to many, but one that should be held in the highest regard. Lockwood was an educator, lawyer, a politician, and a suffragist. In 1880, she became the first woman to argue a case before the U.S. Supreme Court and, in 1884, became the first woman to run for president. Now, I know what many of you historians are obviously thinking, wait, I thought the first woman to run for president was Victoria Woodall. Well, yes and no. Woodall did run for office before Lockwood in 1872. However, had Woodall won, she would have been only 34 years old at the time of the March inauguration, making her constitutionally seven months too young to assume the office. So now back to Lockwood. Belva Ann Bennett was born in the town of Royalton in New York's Niagara County on October 24, 1830. She pursued a career in education, one of the few vocations open to women in the 19th century. 
What made this an unusual occurrence was the fact that she continued her education even after the death of her husband and with a young daughter to support. Between 1857 and 1866, she held positions of teacher and proprietress, first in Lockport, New York, and later in various locations throughout central parts of the state. In 1866, she made a life-changing decision to relocate to Washington, D.C. to, quote, learn something of the machinery of government and to see what great men and women of the country felt and thought. Washington proved to be her element. She remarried and earned a law degree from National University Law School. After overcoming resistance and barriers, Lockwood was admitted to the District of Columbia's bar and gained the right to represent clients in court. She continued to break down barriers. In 1879, after lobbying for three years, Congress passed a law admitting women to practice law before the U.S. Supreme Court. In turn, Lockwood became the first woman to do so. In late 1880, Lockwood stood before the court in the property dispute of Kaiser v. Stickney. Lockwood ran for president as the National Equal Rights Party's candidate in 1884, 36 years before women were granted the right to vote. She made it known to all that Though she herself could not vote, she could be voted for. She ran on a political platform of equal rights, temperance, uniform family law, protection of public lands, and settlement of international disputes through arbitration. 1888 saw Lockwood's second run for the presidency. In both elections, she ran against fellow Western New Yorker Grover Cleveland, who did not favor women's suffrage. Cleveland will, no doubt, be the subject of a future episode. Belleville Lockwood was active in the temperance, international peace, and suffrage movements of the 20th century. She was also an accomplished lawyer who blazed a trail for women to follow in her legal profession. One such woman who followed in Lockwood's footsteps was the late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, in her last trip to Buffalo in August of 2019, cited Lockwood as one of her inspirations, noting her drive and her perseverance. Belleville Lockwood died in Washington in 1917 at the age of 86 and is buried in the district's Congressional Cemetery. Today, in the centennial anniversary of the 19th Amendment, we honor Lockwood and all the other women who, for decades, pushed forward against the currents of society to correct an injustice and benefit the generations which they would never know. The Buffalo History Museum receives operating support from Erie County, the City of Buffalo, New York State Council on the Arts with the support of Governor Andrew M. Cuomo, and the New York State Legislature. Additional support is also provided by M&T Bank and from the generous support of our donors, members, and friends. We thank you all so much for listening and encourage you to help us grow by subscribing, reviewing us, and telling your friends and your family. We'll be back next week with another great story. So until then, take care.